I was in a really, really bad place. I was in a bad place physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. I was living my life for myself. And because I wasn't seeking God, because I wasn't running after him, and I, and I was running after having a good time, having fun, going to these parties, trying to live the college life. Because I was doing that, because I was seeking these things to maybe find satisfaction. Because I was doing that, I was so empty. I was so empty. And, and every time I, I went, I went to try to find the satisfaction, to find this fulfillment, but it just left me empty. It left me with this void. Because the only thing that can satisfy you is Jesus Christ. And when I wasn't seeking after him, it just put me in a really bad place. So how did it start? If you, if you watched my video and really paid attention to it, it started when I was going into high school. When I was in high school, I started becoming busy with good things. I was very involved in doing all this stuff. I played football, I played basketball, I played baseball my freshman year. I was hanging out with friends, I was doing homework, doing all these great things. But because I was so busy, because I did all this stuff, I just, I didn't have a lot of time. And because I didn't have a lot of time, I put those more important than I did, than I put God. And as I got older, as I began to get more serious in the football, that became number one and God began to slip. And when God became, began to go down in my list of priorities, I didn't really spend time with him. I wasn't praying. I wasn't reading the Bible. And because of that, I started down the spiral that I couldn't, couldn't stop. After that, I started hanging out with friends that I probably shouldn't have hung out with. And after hanging out with them for a while, they, they got, they were going to parties and whatnot. I was like, oh, nah, nah, that ain't me. I, I believe in Jesus, but I believe in Jesus, I can't do that, I can't do that. And then finally over time, I was like, oh, okay, I'll try, I'll try. So I was at the party, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is great. I'm not going to touch that, I'm not going to touch that. Next party I went to, yeah, yeah, this is great, I'm not going to touch that, I'm not going to touch that. I was like, eh, yeah, I might have one drink, I might have one. And I finally, I finally believed the lie. I said, I thought that I was missing out on something. I thought I was missing out on something, so I was like, yeah, I'll take a drink. And after I took a drink, then I took two more drinks. And after that, the next week, I took three, then four, then five, and all of a sudden, every weekend, I was going to these parties. And it all started because I got busy and I didn't spend time with God. And he got busy and I didn't put God as number one, and, and all of a sudden, number one was me and God was way at the bottom. And all of a sudden, I was this great kid. When I was 14, I accepted Christ on fire for him, telling everybody about him. Hey, man, Jesus saved my life. Jesus saved my life. I, I was that guy. And all of a sudden, now I'm this partier who I've never set foot in a party before ever, ever. And people looked at my life and were like, man, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? But I was out of control. I was just living for myself. And it all started because I wasn't making time with God. 
And then I wound up at the lowest of lows. Just waking up one day in my apartment, hung over after some party, after night after weekend after weekend of drinking. I was like, what am I doing with my life? That's what I thought. I was like, what am I doing? I'm throwing my life away. Last week, Michael talked about someone who, that has gone astray. In Isaiah 53, 6, he says, we all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us have, has turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him. I'm throwing it all away. One, I didn't know Isaiah was a rapper. First rapper ever recorded. Gone astray our own way, throwing it away. But literally, that described me. I was throwing my life away. I had turned to do my own thing. I turned to live for me. And because of that, I was empty. I was lost. And I did that for nine months. Nine months I was living, living for myself. Trying to find the cool thing to do. Trying to find the right thing to do. Trying to find, oh yeah, everyone's doing it, so I'm going to try. Nine months. I wasted my life. I was throwing it away. And that morning when I woke up in my apartment, I was so convicted. I woke up, beer cans everywhere in my apartment, just like out in the lobby. You saw those solo cups and that scene out, out there. I just literally, I just woke up because I passed out the night before I was on the couch. And I just sat up and I was like, oh my gosh. How many weekends in a row is this? What am I doing? I just sat up and I said, what am I doing with my life? And literally, because when I was 14, because I said yes to Jesus, the Holy Spirit was like, Landon, what are you doing? Wake up. Wake up. Stop doing this. Stop doing this. You say you believe in me, but yet you live a different way. Why are you doing this, Landon? Live for me. You used to, and then you went away. You forgot me. Live for me. And I was sitting there just, just feeling empty, feeling like just a loser. I, I was just living for myself, and I knew that something had to be changed. I hit my breaking point. I was at the lowest of lows, and I said, I, I can't do this anymore. I was just sitting there like 7 a.m. in the morning. There's a buddy next to me on the on the sofa, just asleep. I was sitting there like, man, I gotta do something. I gotta do something. So you know, y'all know what I did? Right there in the living room, I got down on my knees. Right there. My buddy was just right, right over there, just sleeping. I don't even know what he was thinking, but I was right here. I said, God, I'm tired of this. I am tired of living for myself. I'm tired of going to these parties. I'm tired of doing me. I'm tired of trying to seek all these different things that don't even matter. I'm tired of it. I said, God, I surrender all to you, and I'm turning for my sin, and I want to live for you, Father. I did that in the middle of the living room. I said, God, I'm done. I said, God, heal me. God, forgive me. God, change me. I got on my knees, and I prayed, God, change me. I need to be changed. Because I'm living for myself. I need to be changed. 
And after that, I made a point. I said, from, no long, from this day forward, I'm not living for myself anymore. I'm tired of it, and I'm stopping. And from that day on, when I surrendered all, right then, God began to change me. He began to move in my life. I started spending more time in the Word. I started praying. Even though I was so busy with all these activities at college and, and all these things, I, I made time for God. I made that my number one priority. No matter how busy I got, no matter what I was involved in, no matter how long practice was, no matter how much homework I had, I was like, God, I am going to be serious about living for you. I'm not just going to believe in you, but I'm going to live it out. And because of that, I started going to church all the time. I started getting my joy back. I wasn't lost. I didn't feel empty. I felt like I had a purpose because I was seeking God. I got involved in the campus ministries organization. I went to mission trips. I was telling people about Jesus again. I was laughing. I was smiling. I was joyful because I had Christ in my life. Because I was seeking him. I just, I wasn't just believing him, but I was actually living for him. Not only that, my coach, my football coach came up to me and said, Landon, I don't care what we've done in the past, man. I don't, I don't care, but I want you to lead FCA. That's Fellowship of Christian Athletes at, in college. I was like, well, me, uh, I don't know. I don't know, buddy. I don't know if you picked the right guy. He goes, no, no, I want you to do it. So then I started speaking to the football team about Jesus. I did. Me? I'm a, I'm a dummy. Why don't you pick me? But God picked me. I started doing that stuff. And then the summer, my junior year of college, my sister called me up and was like, hey, bro, man, what's up? I was like, hey, Mason, your face. That's what I call her. her name is Macy. But hey, Mason. She goes, hey, I want you to work at Carolina Creek with me, it's a summer camp, a Christian camp, and I was like, ah, eh, I don't know, maybe, I was like, why should I work there, she's like, it's fun, yeah, you get to talk to people about Jesus, I said, are there s'mores, she's like, yep, I'm in, I'm in, I'm going, so I worked at camp that summer, and, and God rocked my world, he changed me even more, because I just surrendered all to him. And when I was at camp, I met this guy named Chase Epps, and he's a pastor here. And the next summer, I was about to graduate college, he called me and said, hey, Landon, guess what? I work at Second Baptist Church now, and I want you to come intern for me. I was like, uh, church? I'm still in college, buddy. Are you sure? He's like, yeah, man. I'll pray about it. He's like, yeah, yeah. So I kept praying, and there's something on my heart. I got to come. I got to do this. So somehow, God brought me down to Houston. And I'm a Cowboys fan. I can't believe I'm there, you know. So God, God brought me to second. And after I interned, they said, hey, come be in full staff here. I want you to work here. So now I'm working at a church. After I just did all this, I'm like, wow. Now I've been working here almost a year and a half. Now I'm married to the most beautiful girl ever that I don't even deserve. Because God is so good. And, and, I'm, and I'm not saying all this stuff 
I'm not saying all these things because, oh, look at Landon. Look how good he is. He's doing Bible studies. He spoke at FCA. No. It's not about me. I'm talking about how good is God. I was living for myself. I was doing what I wanted to do. I was going to party after party. And when I finally just got down on my knees and said, God, I surrender to you. Forgive me. He changed my life. He changed me. And when he started to change me, he showed me the path that he wanted me to take. Because God is so good. And while I'm telling you this, while I'm telling you this story, is because I don't want you to make the same mistakes that I did. Listen, I don't want you to make the same mistakes that I made. Don't just say you're a believer. Don't just, don't just think it's okay to say, oh yeah, I said the prayer one time when I was 14. I went to church, I went to church camp. I said this prayer, God, come into my life, and now I'm good. I can live however I want. No. Live out what you believe. If you truly say you are a follower of Christ, if you truly say, yes, I am sold out for Jesus, I surrender him, does your life look like that? Are you living out what you believe? Don't make the mistake that I did, that I believed in the lie, that I could just say some prayer then live for myself. Because I tell you right now, it'll leave you nowhere. It'll leave you empty because the only person that can satisfy you is Jesus Christ. So I'm telling y'all right now, don't just say, oh, I believe in Jesus. I said a prayer one time. Actually live it. James chapter 2, verse 19. He's talking about faith and works. And he says, you see that a person, oh, that's the next one. Sorry, guys. You believe that there is one God. Even the demons believe that. James 2, 19. James is saying, guys, if you're saying you're a Christian and you just believe in God, Satan does that too. Satan, Satan knows that God's real. Guys, we can't just believe that God exists. We have to actually live it out. James is saying, don't just believe, but actually live it. If we just believe and don't live it, do we really believe that? So I'm asking y'all to look at your life. Are you living out what you believe? James 2.24 says, you see that a person is considered righteous by, what, by not what they believe, but not, by what they do. A person, a person is considered righteous not only by what they believe, but what they do. James is saying the same thing I'm trying to tell you guys. Saying he's way smarter than me. He's saying, guys, you can't just believe, but you have to live out what you believe. Some of my friends that I talked about in this video, some of my friends that I hung out with that went to these parties, They're still doing the same stuff that I used to do like eight years ago. They're still in this rut. They're still in this slippery slope. They're trying to search for something. They're trying to find satisfaction, but they can't.
because they're searching in all the wrong, all the wrong areas. They say that they are a believer, but they're really not living it out. They're really just living for themselves. And I beg you, I plead you, as you go to your schools, as you're, as you're doing what in all your activities that y'all are in, don't just say, hey, I believe in Jesus, and just do your own thing. Don't be like that. Don't, don't be like my friends. Don't be like I used to be. Learn from me. And actually live out what you believe. I don't want you to get to the breaking point that I did. I don't want you to have to go through all that stuff that I went through. I want you to be used by God. This series is called Scars. And my scar, as you could tell, was partying and drinking and, and struggling with that. But in reality, my scar was really just living for myself. I was selfish, so, so I wanted to pursue these things. So I thought it, was, it would please me. I thought it would be fun. That was a horrible time in my life. But I can say with confidence that Jesus has healed that scar. That Jesus has healed me, and now it's just a scar that I could tell people that Jesus has healed me from. And yes, he, he has healed me, he has changed me, he has moved me. But at the same time, I still look back on that life, and I have wasted nine months of my life. I threw it away. Those nine months that I was living for myself, wasted time. And students, I challenge you today to not throw your life away. God has made you for a purpose and a reason. He wants to use you. He wants to use every one of you. And, and don't miss that opportunity because you're living for yourself. Live for Jesus. Maybe there's some of you in this room right now. Maybe, maybe you're struggling with something. Maybe there's a wound right now that you, you, you just can't get over. It's not a scar, it hasn't healed yet, but you're still struggling with it. You can't get over it, you keep doing it, you keep doing it just like I was drinking. Maybe drinking is not what you're struggling with. Maybe it's peer pressure, maybe it's a relationship, maybe it's purity. Maybe you're just so busy you don't have time for God. Maybe you're just selfish, I don't know. But you know, I think a lot of people in this room right now needs just to be honest with herself and say, you know what, God, I want to give this to you. And y'all know what y'all need to do right now? After this message, Brett's about to play a song. But I think that you need to do the same thing that I did a long time ago. And that was to get on your knees and just say, God, Forgive me. God, help me not throw my life away. God, I want to live for you. God, change me from the inside out. Father, I need you. And students, I challenge you today, if you're struggling with something, if you're doing something that is not right, if you're not living the right way, go to God. Ask for forgiveness. Get on your knees at home. 
get on your knees right here during the song after if you want. Just say, God, forgive me. I turn to you. There might be someone in this room right now who have ne has never done that. They have never made Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life. If no one has done that if, and somebody wants to make that decision, I want to give you the opportunity right now. So will everyone bow? bow.